Holy Spirit, make your presence known to each of us. Fill this space, fill our hearts, open our minds to the possibilities we've never dared to dream. Guide us in becoming closer to each other through your greatest gift, love. Amen. Please be seated. Let's have some fun. Good morning, St. Luke's. My name is Mignon Crawford, or Miggy, to many of you. And this first-time preacher and lifelong Jesus freak is incredibly thankful to be here today. <laughs> All right. For those of you that know me well, we can't get this party started out without this. All right, everybody smile, wave, everybody wave, yeah, thank you. You know, I love a good selfie, right? Also, for those of you that know me well, there is a 0% chance I won't cry today, so I got these ready to go. Um, of course, understanding that there's a betting pool, a high over and under on how much I will cry, and the winnings of that betting pool go directly to back to St. Luke's. So everybody get into that. Note today is stewardship kickoff, financial campaign kickoff. So I'm going to be preaching and speaking to you and me about giving money to St. Luke's. And my competitive nature is in a heightened state. So all my family and friends watching online via the live stream now you are a part of this community. So there's an easily accessible donation button right near where you logged in to watch today. Please use it. I believe the competition I got going is the Rehoboth Beach full-timers versus the DC girls versus the Philly girls versus the Kappa Kappa Gammas and the Tigers of Louisiana, which include both the Neville Tigers and LSU Tigers. So, good luck to all the teams. I'm sure you guys will make me proud. We have a lot to cover this morning, so let's get started. In addition to serving as one of your vergers, I asked Winnie if I could be and lead the stewardship campaign and be the chair. Really, no one ever asked to do that right? But St. Luke's matters to me. This community matters to me. And I pray that St. Luke's matters to you. As our stewardship theme says, everything is waiting for you. St. Luke's is waiting for you. I've got three topics to cover in the next 45 minutes. <laughs> I'm going to preach on the gospel reading about how we treat each other in this community. I'm going to talk about a new ministry we're starting. I think we're coming up with a name, 30 by 30, or maybe the Flocks of St. Luke's, which, you know, we can look at our mural, mural above the altar there about the Good Shepherd and the Flocks. You don't have to sign up for this ministry. You're already signed up, every one of you. It's our community. 100% participation. And a third, I'm going to talk to you about financial stewardship. Our financial responsibility to St. Luke's and this community. We have great readings today. Exodus, 
The Israelites escape Pharaoh's army crossing the Red Sea. Raise your hand if images of Charlton Heston come to mind. <laughs> Ten Commandments, yeah. Now everybody knows how old you are. <laughs> Romans, we often honor God in different ways, different opinions. Practice our faith different ways. How about we lay off the judgment? Not our differences. Focus on our community and our accountability to God. And today I'm going to preach to you on Matthew's gospel we just heard, the parable of the unmerciful servant. For a quick recap of the gospel, Jesus is asking, how many times should we forgive? And then Jesus gives us this awful parable or story. But that next thing you know, when given the opportunity to forgive another one's debt, doesn't do it. Doesn't, doesn't give the forgiveness to his community member. What an awful person that was, is. He doesn't get away with it, though. His buddies, his contemporaries turn him in. He's tortured. What could have been such a great win-win situation becomes mean and cruel and hopeless. For any Bible story or parable, it's helpful for me to understand the context. What just happened? Where are they? What's about to happen? What made Peter ask this question about how many times we should forgive? How much debt did the family really owe? Was it hundreds, thousands, millions? And then to give out an exact count of how many times you should forgive, not seven times, but 77 how many of us would actually like to keep count? That's 78. No more forgiveness for you. It's not, it's not good, right? After researching these questions, it's my understanding that the transfiguration has just occurred, and now Jesus seems to be going through a complete brain dump to his disciples and followers. This section of parables in Matthew 18 is teaching us how to live into community. Community. Peter is poking at what will be the rules and regulations of the community going forward. We should understand that community is an extremely important concept to our Jewish brothers and sisters. This weekend is Rosh Hashanah. Happy New Year to our Jewish faithful. We can learn a lot from you about community. It's also my understanding that the debt to be repaid was in multiple millions of dollars, virtually out of reach for someone to be able to pay back. A crushing debt could only be partially serviced by selling off all possessions, breaking up the family, and selling off the family. Can you imagine the loss of dignity, the stress, the falling to your knees in despair, begging for forgiveness? Unfortunately, too many of us can. Then, pity, grace is given to the family, completely forgiven of the debt. What a gift! What a relief! Everyone would have been rejoicing. But then... Being the human he is, the humans we are, the human I am, turns bad. 
for some unknowing reason, he doesn't have the same compassion, grace, pity with another in his community. Heard it say, grabbed him by the throat. It's not clear why. I'm sure he justified it. I would have. I can relate. I've failed. Failed others. I've failed myself. And I've justified these failings. The ending of this parable is equally hard for my ears. And in his anger, his Lord handed him over to be tortured until he would repay his entire debt. So my heavenly Father will also do to each one of you if you not, do not forgive your brother or sister from your heart. Darn, tortured. Now I personally do not have a quid pro quo relationship with God. I don't believe the better person I am, the more blessings I will receive. And I don't believe the more money I give to church, the more blessings I will receive. However, what I do hear in this statement is that giving grace, mercy, forgiveness, and love from your heart is an expectation, a requirement of our faith. It's an expectation because it matters. It matters to this community. It matters to the community we have been given stewardship to treat each other with respect and dignity. When we're at the end of our rope, when we're on our knees, scared, broken, then forgiveness and love is given to us. We are called to share that gift. It's how our Creator loves us and how we should love each other. It's our community. Now that this parable has clearly laid out the magnitude, the gift of forgiveness and love, and now that we understand how we treat and care for our community is of the utmost importance, I want to connect it back to our financial stewardship, our financial responsibility to this community. As the Stewardship Advisory Committee we were trying to bring meaning to the campaign, truly understands what makes people give. What's the motivation? We started sharing our giving stories. Why do each of us give? Why does it matter? It was incredibly inspiring. And the themes were all consistent. Community. I feel welcome here. I feel loved here. Our children and youth programs are such a strong community, and it means so much to them. St. Luke's has a passion for serving our community, especially those experiencing homelessness. Our music community is so robust. I love practicing my faith in this community. But back to the question at hand, how can we ask people to give and to give more if we don't know them, if we don't know their story, if we don't know each of your stories. And then it dawned on us, we're going to start a new ministry. That's how we do it here at St. Luke's. 30 by 30, literally, these are, inter these are intergenerational many communities formed with three specific goals. So 30 little communities. We're going to get to know each other. We're going to share our stories with each other. We're going to strengthen our communication channels 
People want to hear from each other, talk to each other. We're going to connect newcomers to this community. Not only just welcoming them, but letting them know this is their community too. So I look forward to sharing a lot more with you guys about 30 by 30, which leads me to my financial stewardship ask of each of you. I want you to take a moment, think about St. Luke's, think about its long history of caring in this community, caring for this building, caring for each other, our children we've raised here, the love that has been shared here, the lives that have been lived here. And now we have been given stewardship to ensure that work and caring continues. With the history of this community in mind, I want you to dream. Think about your story. Think about why you give. What your impact is. Dream big. What could happen? What can happen here in this community? Holding those dreams right at the forefront of your head. What can I do? How, I, how do I impact? So first, to the pledging households that give five and six figures, thank you. Both of you. <laughs> There's more than that. <laughs> Really, I, I do. I hope you give more and you can give more. It truly impacts what happens here in this community. And now to roughly the 450 pledging households that have yet to commit to five and six figure giving. I want to talk to you because you can make a difference here. Holding those thoughts, those dreams, your impact, your ability to impact this community. What would it look like for you to invest an additional one or $200 each month into St. Luke's? Remember, it's an expectation of our faith. It's a requirement. Think about these dreams. Does it mean one last night dining out? Would it mean fewer trips to your favorite coffee shop or libation room? Would you finally be able to reconcile that I give more monthly to St. Luke's than I do to my cable company, right? But it's not about what you would miss in giving more. It's about what the dreams, this community, you can make happen. So let's do the math, bear with me. Even if half of the 450 pledging households increase by $100, it's close to $300,000 more a year to this community. Imagine what we can do with that. Now let's dream bigger. Might as well. We're having fun, dreaming. Let's do the math. What if every, all 450 household gave more? What if a third gave 100 more? Another third gave 200 more? Another third, 300 more? Who's done the math? It's over a million dollars. Gosh, can you imagine what could happen here? It's amazing. St. Luke's, we are expected to be strong financial stewards of this community. It's an expectation. Wrapping things up, I want to share my St. Luke's community story. 
As many of you have experienced simply walking in through these doors, this is a life-giving space. It's what I felt the first time I came in these doors. I was welcomed immediately. I knew I had found my community. I remember getting that first call asking me to turn in my pledge card. I was actually surprised at the call. You want me to pledge? You consider me part of your community? I belong to St. Luke's? Yeah, I belong to St. Luke's. St. Luke's community belongs to me. This community has helped raise my son, Nicholas. He was baptized at this font, marked as Christ's own forever. This community welcomed Montserrat as their own and celebrated our marriage as if it were the most important marriage ever to have happened. This community prayed diligently for us while she fought breast cancer. This community held my heart as we buried her ashes in the memorial garden. And this life-giving community holds and cares for me each and every day. St. Luke's, you, this community, is why I give. I know this community matters to you. It matters to me. Everything is waiting for you. St. Luke's is waiting for you. Amen.